Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 777. All right, I'd have to say that if I had to choose one inspirational quote, it would be that the middle of the road is the most dangerous place to be. I always feel that if you're going to do it, do it full throttle, pedal to the floor. If it doesn't work out, you'll know about it much quicker. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tom Scalera. Hey, Tom, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Ready to go. Tom Scalera is the president, creative director, and founder at CarshowSafari.com. There he works alongside with his daughter, Ruby, who was yesterday's guest on Cars Yeah, and a very talented team with a mission to be the single source for information about every car event everywhere. Tom is passionate about his love for automobiles, whether he's restoring them, racing them, photographing them, or writing about them. He spent years as a designer in the advertising world in New York City before founding Car Show Safari. And today, when he's not in the office, you'll find Tom working on his 62 Thunderbird convertible, restoring a 67 MGB, a 59 Triumph TR3A, or racing his 06 Mustang GT convertible. So Tom, I have told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your website, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, Mark, I just want to say thank you so much for for having me on. It's a real pleasure. And I have to say that I, I love the website and quite an impressive biography you have there of people that you've spoken with. It's fascinating and a bit intimidating, <laughs> but uh, I have to say that it's very, very exciting. Well, thank you. It's an honor to have you as a guest. Thank you. Like you said in the bio, I started on Madison Avenue. I was a, an art director uh, doing advertising, but I was mostly working in the entertainment field and a little bit in the uh, in the alcohol field. But my passion was for cars. So uh, Back in 97, I decided to strike out on my own, start my own uh, ad agency that specialized in the automotive field. And uh, while I was doing that, I learned about things like uh, SEMA and um, IMPA, the International Motor Press Association, and uh, started learning more and more about cars and really getting into it until I suddenly started realizing that the future was being written on the internet and it was not being written in print Mm. and uh, decided to... uh, to take that big leap and go from print to the web and started uh, carshowsafari.com. What carshowsafari.com was created to do was uh, be a new website, car enthusiasts, providing the most complete, comprehensive, and up-to-date listings of car shows and motorsport events nationwide. To me, there's other sites that do that. They're a little bit like the Yellow Pages, but I wanted one that was fun and engaging and bright and exciting and had news and editorial content fun stories, car uh, club resources and social media capabilities. And there's a couple of things we have uh, down the road, like we're going to open up a merchandise storefront. Nice. We'll be showing videos. There's a lot of things we want to do. And I pulled together a really, what I feel is a great team of people to do it, from tech people to editors to uh, writers and uh, researchers. I, I really am very proud of my, of my team. 
Well, you guys have done an awesome job. And of course, yesterday I had your daughter Ruby on the show. Man, what a spitfire she is. Oh my gosh. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful young lady you've raised there with so much energy and enthusiasm. And just looking at your side, I told Ruby that when I first went to your side, I went, man, I felt like I was at home because I grew up in Southern California with a car culture is very rich. And I just felt like, ah, oh, man, these guys get it. They get it. And it's such a wonderful resource for people because a lot of my friends are traveling all the time. And now they don't have to take the chance that they miss a wonderful event if they're on business and they want to stay over for a Saturday or Sunday and go to a cool car show that now they have a place to go to find out about it. So it's a really great service that you're providing. And we're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue on your journey. But first, I always start by asking my guests for a success quarter, a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here, in your case, smoking, because you like fast <laughs> cars. So Tom, take the wheel. All right. I'd have to say that if I had to choose one inspirational quote, it would be that the middle of the road is the most dangerous place to be. Mm. I always feel that if you're going to do it, do it full throttle, pedal to the floor. If it doesn't work out, you'll know about it much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's great. I love that. Go big or go home, as far as I'm concerned. A lot of the things we do at Safari is um, some people say to me, boy, that's a, that's a little controversial. And I'm like, listen, you know, what can I tell you? You yeah. got to go go full throttle or go home. Exactly. No, I love it. And, you know, a lot of marketing these days and companies that, that try to be more mainstream just kind of become a big yawn. And the folks that niche down into a category that's specific and it gives your viewers, your followers a place to go to know exactly what you're about. So I like that. Stay out of the middle lane. If you want to just cruise, get in the right, but otherwise pull to the left and go. Yep. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy. Well, I was probably born a car guy. There's some baby pictures of me holding toy cars in my hand. And uh, it was not unusual for me to be playing cars and trucks at any age. And I admit I still do that. <laughs> but in 1964, my parents took me to the 64 World's Fair. Oh. And I sat in a convertible red Mustang, 1964 and a half Mustang, yeah. at that uh, World's Fair, and I was just blown away. I was just like a sensory overload being in that car, driving up those ramps and seeing the future. Yeah. To me, that, that solidified it right there. Oh, my gosh. And the World's Fairs back in those days were really extravagant events. Very exciting. Yeah, you were seeing the future. And you just went, you felt like you were a part of it. But of course, the Mustang, that iconic pony car that started it all and still going strong yeah. is incredible. I had a 66 Mustang GT350 Shelby. It was a clone. Ooh. It was a reproduction, I guess you would say, or a made up car. But that thing was so much fun. Drove it to work every day. It was a, a real blast. So what a fun experience. Tom, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty, something you're not afraid of, and share with us a big challenge or even a big failure you faced along the way in your career. And of course, the most important part of this question is not so much what happened, but what it taught you so you could move forward. Well, I have to say about uh, 25 years ago, I was living in Manhattan and I was desperately trying to be an illustrator. And uh, at that time, there was a lot of airbrush illustration going on. And I was in Manhattan and I was you know, trying to sell illustration to uh, advertising agencies, magazines, you know, basically everything that goes on in Manhattan. And uh, I would uh, have two huge portfolios, you know, those, those three foot wide portfolios. Oh, yeah. And I would drive around Manhattan on my bicycle with the portfolio strapped to my back, which was not easy in a high wind, <laughs> and trying to sell illustration and trying to get work as an illustrator. 
I did this for a full year with absolutely zero income. Oh my gosh. Wow. Zero. I got nothing. I mean, it was like I, there was plenty of thanks, but no thanks. Come back laters, a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And then my wife gave me the news that my daughter Ruby was going to be born. And I immediately realized that if, uh, if we were going to be able to do this, zero income wasn't going to be very helpful. So right. I decided to go out and learn the computers so that I could be an art director and work on computers just around the time that the computers were coming into vogue for advertising. Mm -hmm. And you had to either jump on the computer bandwagon or jump off of um, advertising altogether. Yeah, jump off a cliff. <laughs> exactly. And it was, it was a really interesting time because a lot of, of my colleagues and people I worked with were just jumping ship. Yeah, They were going into other fields entirely. So what I did was I had a friend who was going on an extended vacation for a few weeks, and I said, can I borrow your computer? And I didn't even know which end of the mouse to hold. <laughs> and for about three weeks, 24 hours a day with occasional sleep and eating, I pounded my head against that computer to learn how to use it. And I learned how to use it, and I got a job as a computer art director, which yeah. we called them at the time. Sure. And uh, that was a, a, it was a kind of a way to say, okay, the illustration thing ain't working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So time to move on and change things up a little bit. I, I think that that's also what happened to me when with um, my uh, uh, career in advertising. Um, I had been running Graphic Angels Design Group, which was for automotive, for so many years. But seeing that the future was really on the web, and that's why I started CarshowSafari.com. Very cool. Well, you and I share something, and we learned this yesterday when we spoke on the phone. I, too, worked in the advertising industry for about 11 years as a creative director, and I was also an account executive. So two days a week, I put a suit on and went out and pitched people like you. Uh, luckily, I didn't have to ride my bicycle around San Diego, but uh, <laughs> but I, I know what that trying to sell things and walk in and get, you know, leave, buddy. We don't need you. But we did the same thing in our firm. We kind of embraced the computer. The old Mac SE was the first yep. one that we started working on. And we only had one. So each person would take it home at night and practice <laughs> on it. And I remember I got to take it home for a weekend. And I'll tell a funny side story here. The, the ladies I worked with in the office played a trick on me. Now, this might be for young people hard to understand, but I had no idea the computers could even make sounds. I thought they just <laughs> did things. So they recorded some sounds of the Three Stooges, and they programmed it so that when you hit a certain keystroke, you'd hear Curly say, whoop, 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 or, <laughs> or Mo say, you know, hey, wise guy, or whatever it was. So I'm sitting at home on my weekend trying to learn this computer. I hit a keystroke, and I hear Curly. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Where, where is he? And my wife comes in, and I go, this computer just talked to me. She's like, what? And she goes, the computers don't talk. Now, again, I'm aging myself, but long story short, I thought somehow, and this is the really weird part, in the other room, the TV was on and the three Stooges were on the TV. And Whoa. I thought the Stooges went through the wires into the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shows how naive I was. But at any rate, they got a good laugh of that back on Monday. But yeah, you got to embrace things, embrace technology, look ahead all the time and be a part of that left lane, not the right lane or the middle lane, as you so eloquently put it. Tom, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. Sounds like you had a few right there, but what was one that was uh, really specific for you and had a lot of meaning? Well, you know, as I said before, I was always a car enthusiast and I was always a big, big car show uh, enthusiast. I love going to car shows. And in fact, I do uh, photography at the car shows. I must have a collection of, of tens of thousands of pictures from car shows going all the way back. But I always had a, a little bit of an issue trying to find 
the car shows and make sure that I was there at the right time, the right day and everything else. And as we said before, I was uh, took Ruby down to uh, class that she was taking in North Carolina. And of course, on the way, I'm trying to find a car show <laughs> in the area to go to because we had some extra time to kill while she was in the class. I said, well, let's go to a car show. But the real aha moment was I went to this car show that I, I usually go to. It's a little far away, but I, I polished up the Thunderbird and I I took it out there, and I get to this beautiful, big field. It's a gorgeous day, absolutely not a cloud in the sky, and I'm the only person there. Uh Uh-oh. And I check on my phone, and it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be this big car show today. I won't say who it was to protect the innocent, but there was nobody. And then another guy drives up on a Harley, and he's like, where's the car show? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I'm it, dude. I have no idea. I guess it's you and me. Yeah. So what turned out happening is I just said, all right, well, what are you going to do? So I went home. And as soon as I got home, another enthusiast called me up and said, hey, you're at this other car show. And I said, what do you mean? I didn't know about that car show. And he said, well, it's it's like about a mile away from the one that isn't. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I'm sitting going, boy, you know, if I had access to this information, I could have driven a mile and been at like right. a fantastic car show. Yeah. Oh, and my gosh. I thought, you know, there's no cohesive place that has everything for car enthusiasts who love car shows. Mm-hmm. So at that point is is when I thought about Car Show Safari. I thought, you know, it would be a great resource for car enthusiasts. What we're working on and what we intend to have is up to the minute changes and information. We we like to vet our information to make sure that it's accurate and up to date. Um, I'll give you an example of that. We had a, a huge storm come up the East Coast about last year, mm-hmm. and we knew that it was a big car show weekend coming up, and we knew that this storm was going to wipe everybody out. So our researcher contacted every single person who had a car show going up the coast wow. and said, if you have a rain out, let us know. We'll change your, your uh, listing to be a rain date listing right. or a canceled listing so that, I mean, obviously people aren't going to go out pouring rain, but we wanted to be that detailed and that up-to-date with our information. Yeah. And to me, that's what's important is having up-to-date information. This is this is the web. Things happen immediately. So we want to be able to give people uh, up-to-date information that's as true as we can possibly be. Another thing that we're very uh, keen on is that when an event is over, as soon as it's over, it leaves the website. So you do not have to look at web uh, events that happened yesterday uh, or two weeks ago or scroll through dozens and dozens of events that are no longer um, right. you know, listed. Nice. That's one of the important things about Safari is and the thing that designates us compared to other listing sites. It's much more important to us that the information be accurate and vetted than just putting anything down. Absolutely. We have a local car show that happens during the uh, non-rainy days, which is, I think, one up here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> no, we've got a few. Today's a beautiful day. I won't say that, but it's Exotics at Redmond Town Center. And they are very good about being exact, up-to-date. I mean, up to the night before, they'll post and say, not ah, going to rain tomorrow. Sorry, we won't have it. So, uh, yeah, having uh, resources like yours that are accurate, up-to-date, thorough, will keep you from showing up at a car show with one other guy in a Harley. So... <laughs> <laughs> named butch named butch well now you've got a new friend so that's, that's you know right. that's important always good to have know a guy in a harley when you're in a pinch you need some help on the roadside so yeah well how about a proudest career moment i would assume you've had many you've been around for a long time you've been doing things a long time is there one that stands out for you 
Last year, we were asked to be a sponsor at the Bridgehampton Rally, Bridgehampton, Long Island. Nice. And a very, very history, long history with racing and tours and just just a, a, a wonderful automotive experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were asked to be sponsors, and I was asked to be the judge. Ruby was uh, uh, handling all of the news and social media for it. And one of our team members, Bob Marlowe, who um, has a, a very long history in automotive uh, racing announcements. He's been around for a long, long time, and he, he's one of these guys that he can keep the action going when it's dulling down. <laughs> yeah. So Bob was at the podium with a microphone, and the cars for the rally were driving in the yard, which was far away from the podium, and they were driving up on a ramp, and Bob was going to announce the car and something interesting about the car. Right. Well, Bob couldn't see the car. <laughs> oh, that makes it tough. <laughs> yeah, right. I was out on the field with my cell phone, and I would walk up to the car and say, okay, what car is this, and what's interesting about it? And they would say, okay, this is a 1962 MGA, and uh, the interesting thing is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's a twin cam or something like that. Right. So I would call my contact over by Bob and say, okay, it's a blah, 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 blah. And that's what's interesting about it. And then he would tell Bob, who would announce it over the speaker, like nothing ever happened. Oh, my like gosh. You could see the car right in front of him. Yeah. And it really worked out well. It, it was amazing with, for all the running around and, and franticness of it, how calm and collected he was announcing the car. And, and here's an interesting story about it and et cetera, et cetera. But you couldn't see the seams. It was seamless. That's the uh, consummate professional. That's, yes. that's Bob for you. And he's an icon in the industry. And I'll let our listeners know he's going to be a future guest here on Cars Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Look forward to that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Bob Marlowe. Bob Marlowe. Nice. Anyway, the Bridgehampton rally was uh, an overwhelming success for them and for us. We were really thrilled to be a part of it. Absolutely. Congratulations for that. And pulling off that nice little uh, feat that you guys were pulling <laughs> off to the wonders of technology. Put them to work exactly. for you. They can help you a lot. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. I'd love to hear about your first really special car and maybe a memory you have about that vehicle. Well, my very first car was a 1965 Chevy Biscayne, bottom of the line, roll-up windows, uh, six-cylinder engine, pretty boring car. Mm -hmm. I uh, had put on these uh, fake Krager knockoff hubcaps on the car. Okay, cool. And... uh, I was at the high school thing, and the cheerleaders were all out there, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to really impress the girls here. I'm going to hit the gas. Uh-oh. Well, it wasn't posy. <laughs> yeah. And the one wheel that did almost make a chirping sound, the hubcap that I had flew off of the car Oops. and directly towards the cheerleaders. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fortunately, no one was injured, yeah. but I had to go sheepishly go over and pick up my hubcap <laughs> and, and throw it into the back of the car. So I said, you know, I, I need something a little bit more impressive than this. Yeah. And I, the, the Biscayne wasn't exactly what anyone's idea of a driver's car. And what I really wanted at the time was a 1967 Alfa Romeo GTV. Ooh. I loved those cars, yeah, but they were a little bit out of my reach financially. In fact, to say that they were so far out of my reach that it was absolutely impossible for me. Yeah. But there happened to be a backup plan, and that came in the uh, in the form of a, a 1967 BMW 2000. 
Oh, yeah, now, okay. The 2000, not the 2002, the 2000 was a four-door version. Uh-huh. A little frumpier. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't as sexy. Little Biscayne-ish. Yeah, a little Biscayne-ish, <laughs> but, but affordable. Yes. Uh, because not too many people in 1973 were really driving BMWs. They were pretty rare back then. Right. Um, in fact, they were so rare that if you saw another BMW coming at you, you recognized the grill and the headlights, you would flash each other. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. With, with the lights because it was rare that you would see another Beamer. But when I went to buy the car, I had some friends drop me off to actually buy the car, and I had never driven a stick shift before. Uh. <laughs> uh, so I, I get there, and of course, one of the things I liked about the car was, was the stick shift. But I did have to learn how to drive a stick on the way home. Yep. And uh, that was a, a fascinating, if not <laughs> jarring, experience. But uh, the great thing about that particular BMW and a tribute to its brilliant design was the fact that it was more forgiving than even I was of myself. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just had a lot of patience for me. And uh, the car was spectacular. And if it wasn't for the issue of rust that I, I would love to have still had that car because it was just a spectacular automobile. Frumpy four-door, but still could hold its own in the turns and fast and efficient and um, uh, started a love affair with BMWs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? Well, you know, it's not it's not going to be the, the most um, exotic vehicle, but uh, when I was uh, 20 years old, my uh, I had a job. Uh, in the film industry in Los Angeles, and uh, I had always wanted to go to, to Los Angeles. I was a big fan of Southern California culture, and I got a job delivering film cans to producers. Okay. And I bought myself a 1976 Triumph Spitfire convertible. Oh, fun. And it was bright orange. I was in heaven. I was <laughs> in Southern California, going to the studios, picking up film cans, bringing them producers' big mansion homes. And I was in heaven. I loved it. And the car was just big enough to put film cans in. Yeah. And I would work on it every weekend so that I could work and drive it on Monday. And I would keep parts like, oh, an extra fuel pump in the <laughs> trunk just in case. You know, it's like, hey, maybe a fuel pump would be a good idea. Maybe I should yeah. put an alternator in the back just in case. Yep. And so... I was able to keep that car alive, but when I moved back east, I had to sell it. But it's the one car that, to me, is that whole period of time in my life of being 20 years old in Los Angeles on my own for the first time, really, and the first experience in the in the film industry that uh, uh, it was just such a great memory for me. So I'd like to have that one back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. For a kid from the East Coast to be on the West Coast, driving up to Beverly Hills mansions, delivering yep. film and a, yeah, fun, fun stuff. Very nice story. Well, let's talk about today and what has you really excited and fired up today. Ruby yesterday shared with us a lot about Car Show Safari. So we'd love to hear your perspective on this website and what you have coming down the road. Well, one of the things about the website is it's constantly evolving. And we have a very creative group of people coming up with uh, great new ideas. One of the new things we're going to be doing is uh, opening up a video section. We're going to call it Safari Drive-In. And uh, we're going to be showing what we consider to be some of the greatest videos and uh, racing and anything we can get our hands on, including new fresh material. Mm. Uh, so we want it to be kind of like a drive-in where you can go and enjoy yourself, have some popcorn, and uh, watch some videos. But the other thing that's coming down the pike for us is a merchandise section. 
And so people will be able to buy things. And we don't we don't want to just, you know, yeah, you can get fuzzy dice and hula girls, sure. But we want to be able to sell things that are eclectic, interesting. Uh, we're looking for, feel free to contact me if you are one. We're looking for artists who create unique pieces of artwork mm. that they want to sell on our site. Awesome. Sculpture, artwork, paintings, uh, all kinds of things. So we want to bring that to car enthusiast public. Uh, right now, we have a thing called vendor listings, and basically it's so that car enthusiasts and car show promoters as well, car show organizers, can find unique things for their shows and things in general. Like we have folks who do uh, car art. Uh, we have writers. We have illustrators. We have painters. So what we want to do is bring these type of vendors to the forefront because you don't often run into a guy who can illustrate cars for your event or a guy who can build great sculptures right. for the enthusiasts. So we want to bring that to the forefront. We, we always want to be unique. We don't want to do what everybody else has done. So there's a lot of new programs we're going to be starting that we, we hope that, that everyone will like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've got a little tip for you here, Tom. There's this website called CarsYeah.com. It's a podcast. <laughs> and if you go there on the top bar, there's a little word that says resources. And if you click on that, you'll see all the different kinds of guests I've had. And one of them is artist. And when you click on that, you're going to see almost a hundred, actually more than that, automotive artists that I've had on the show. So there's where you can start to reach out and talk to these folks. Oh, I, fantastic. I have an amazing collection of very talented automotive artists from drawing, painting, graphic arts to sculptures uh, from all over the world. That's a little resource tip for you to start to promote all those folks, that those nice folks that have given me their time to be guests here on Cars Yeah. So there you go. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Tom. If you were a car, what kind of car would Tom be and why? We know what Ruby is, so <laughs> now it's Tom's turn. All right. In as much as I would like to say that I'm a 69 GTO Judge convertible, <laughs> I can't really say that. Okay. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think in reality, uh, I'm a mid-60s Myers-Manx dune buggy. Ooh, nice. I really think that in order to do something successfully, you have to enjoy it. It has to be fun. It has to be lively. There's no room for snoring. <laughs> you cannot fall asleep in a Myers Manx. No, no, no. You know, having grown up in Southern California, where when those things first came out, you used to see them because people take those rusty uh, VW Beetles, which, by mm -hmm. the way, that's what Ruby is, your daughter, a yeah, VW yes. Beetle. But um, people would take those, you know, rip the body off and put those uh, dune buggy bodies on them. And God, I would see them all over the place when I was a kid, San Diego, and uh, go down to Mexico. They'd be ripping up and down the beach when I was riding my motorcycle or going surfing. So uh, I like that. Yeah, very fun. Uh, that's the kind of guy you are, Tom. So I appreciate you putting some nice thought to that. <laughs> this is a Tom up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. 
Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Tom, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Leave it alone. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I take notes like a madman. I have checklists, and I feel so good when I check something off. Hey, you know, I heard that yesterday from my guest. Her name was Ruby. She creates a <laughs> massive checklist that Apple didn't fall far from the tree, I see. No, no, neither <laughs> neither in being a car or being a note taker. Yeah, great, great thing that she's uh, gleaned from you, for sure. Now, do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? And, of course, the obvious one is carshowsafari.com, but maybe something different. You know, I'm not going to necessarily say resource, but I think that joining clubs and organizations mm, yes. uh, is a wonderful thing to do. And if you're going to join clubs and organizations, volunteer. Yes. You get so much help and information and satisfaction by volunteering that I think it's the best thing that you can do in order to, to find resources and be have resources available to you. Before I bought my 62 Thunderbird, I joined a Thunderbird club. Yes. Because I felt like that would be a really good resource for me to get the inside scoop on what the car is really about. So I would say joining clubs and, and uh, organizations. It's wonderful advice. And even if you can't afford the car you really love, say you love Ferraris and you think, I may never have one, join the club because you will learn a lot from people. They can be helpful. You can volunteer. You can go to events and you can at least be around those cars that you lust for. But just like you did with your car, join the club of the car you're going to buy because that resource is better than Google. And uh, I won't say that too loud. My son works at Google, <laughs> so I don't want to upset him. But uh, yeah, those folks can really, really help you. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would that person be? Carol Shelby. Ah, you know, he's the most requested person for that question. I just started asking that question this year. He's the leader right now, so most definitely. Well, I think you know what I think it is? I think it's the word have a drink with. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think he'd be really fun to have a drink with. He was a character, that's for sure. Now, Tom, would you share a book with us that you really enjoyed reading? Okay. I, I, I went over this question, and I thought about this a lot. And I said, you know, what is the book of all books 
that I have read the most, used the most, and have gotten the most out of. Mm-hmm. And what that book would be would be the 1962 Ford Thunderbird Service Manual. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have gone through two of them. They're dog-eared, they're dirty, they're greasy, but I have used them more than any other book on the planet. Yeah, I had a book that was the uh, VW Repair for the Complete Idiot back when I was in high school with my Gia, and same thing. I still have it, even though I've never had a VW since then, but yeah, all my my greasy thumbprints are on all the pages, <laughs> and uh, definitely, definitely. Well, those those resources are absolutely spectacular, so I'm glad you mentioned that. And listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources on Tom's show notes page here at CarsYeah.com on the website. Tom spells his name a little uniquely. He's got a double M, T-O-M-M. Last name is Scalera, S-C-A-L-E-R-A. Just type Tom, T-O-M-M, in the search bar. That page will pop up with links to everything he shared with us and, of course, to the CarshowSafari.com website. All right, here's the fun part. We're up to the checkered flag, Tom, and this last question can be a real doozy. I'm going to buy you any car in the world. Collector car, supercar, fancy car, exotic car, motorcycle, doesn't matter. Money's no object today here on Cars, yeah. What would that car be and why? Okay, uh, it would have to be the 60 through 63 Ferrari 250 GT California Spider. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You just broke the bank. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Between you and your daughter's going. You said money's no object. <laughs> uh, well, what is it about the Californias, if I have to ask, because it's just this iconic car. Well, it is the iconic sports car, but it is the perfect example of Italian sports car coach building and design. Uh, It doesn't get much better than that. And it doesn't just bring with it a driving experience, but it brings with it a cultural experience that we'll never have again. There's an elegance and and a truth about the car. The car is the real thing. And even though I don't necessarily lust after Ferraris in general, although I appreciate them very much, I think that the, the, the 250 GT California Spider, especially the Spider, to me is it's the example of the wind-in-the-face Italian sports car. Yes, fantastic car for sure. Well, what color would you like that Spider to be? Got to be red. Ah, yes, Ferrari red, of course. <laughs> what fun. Oh, that's going to be great. Well, I'll find one out here on the West Coast and drive it back to the East Coast for you so I get a little <laughs> enjoyment. So I'll be nice and sunburned by the time I get there, but I'll have a big smile on my face. You'll get it, Tam. Yeah, definitely. Well, Tom, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And your daughter, Ruby, yesterday. She was such a delight to have on the show. You raised a spectacular young woman there. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Car Show listeners. Would you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 250 GT California Spider? Well, I'd have to say that CarshowSafari.com is, is a family business. As you, as you can tell, my daughter Ruby is the, is the editor. I have other people in the family who, who uh, are researchers and uh, they're business development people. I like to keep it as a family business because I think that uh, people really put their heart and soul into it. And they put much, it's not just a job, it's, it's, it's being part of something, being part of something bigger. So I would say that if you can bring in family members, if you can, if you can tap that resource for a business, then do so. Also, you don't have to pay him as much. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your ears, Ruby. Cover she, your no, ears. No, no, she didn't hear that. She didn't hear that. <laughs> but I, I really feel like, you know, the, the people go the extra mile for you. They, they believe in what you believe in. And, uh, and if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then then find something you are passionate about because nothing's going to get you through a tough day better than than really believing in what you're doing, loving what you're doing, and being passionate about it. 
That's right. Get out of the middle lane. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and CarShowSafari.com? Well, I guess you could just go to CarShowSafari.com. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we have lots of new things that we're doing, and we go to car shows all the time. We uh, went out to the West Coast to the uh, uh, Grand National Roaster Show and the new uh, California Classic Car Show, Classic Auto Show in California, mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles. That was really fun and exciting. And there's another thing that Car Show Safari does. If you... Uh, if you're interested in hosting a car show but you don't know what to do, we also offer a uh, consultation program that uh, will help you do your show, how to figure it out, how to figure out whether you it's a good idea for you to have a show. Wow. So we also do consulting. But go to the site, read Ruby's stories, read Bob Marlowe's stories. Uh, we also have stories about aircraft. Uh, we have featured listings like uh, now we have the uh, uh, Sarasota Powerboat Grand Prix is a featured listing, so you can read all about that. Cool. There's lots of exciting stuff to do and a lot of fun stuff to do, including getting listings of shows of what's going on this weekend. Absolutely. Well, I've been to the site. Listeners, you should go to. That's carshowsafari.com. And you can find everything that Tom has been so kind to share with us today on his show notes page at carsyad.com slash Tom. Again, that's T-O-M-M, Scalari. And you'll find it everything right there. Tom, thanks for being so generous today with your time. And your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design, and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.